This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hello, hello, hello. Once again, it is the Bowtie Guy here with the Mess It Up Podcast. We are on show number 122, and our word of the week this week is refute. And when you refute something, you uh, you disprove it or, or you prove something to be wrong. Uh, either way you want to look at that, it's either proving that it's wrong or disproving that it's true. Uh, but you refute it. And a lot of times we, uh, we need to refute some things. And uh, just this week, it's been uh, uh, relevant in my life. So I thought we'd, uh, we'd do a show on that. I want to get a couple things out of the way. Uh, this is for my friend, uh, uh, listener Dan in Portland. Uh, he loves it when I go on and on and on about all the different social media stuff. So this is for you, listener Dan. Um, we got social media all over the place. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We have our uh, our subreddit uh, for Messed Up Ministries on Reddit. And uh, we're also on that, uh, that famous MySpace place. Uh, so check us out on social media and uh, become part of the conversation. Love to uh, love to have you join in with us there. Uh, if you need something, if you're if you're struggling and you need just you need a voice, um, I've got a voice, and you can email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast dot com, and I will respond to your bow to your bow tie to your email. <laughs> I will also uh, respond to your texts or phone calls if you call me or text me at 760-608-1942. Why do I give you my phone number? Because sometimes you just are at the end of your rope and you need someone to talk to and I wanna be that person for you if that's what you need. So uh, feel free to reach out on that as well. Uh, if you would like to support the show by giving us a rating or, or a review on podcasts uh, uh, from Apple or on um SoundCloud or Spotify or wherever you're listening, please uh, do that. Please give us a rating. Please give us a review. It really helps to find new viewers that way or new listeners. Uh, post us on your uh, Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Just you know, put it up there. Uh, you can use that hashtag uh, #TuneInTuesday, and that's uh, a fun one as well. So uh, please help show, share the show. Uh, another great way that you can help support the show is to become a patron and support the show financially. That's how we uh, are able to do the things that we're doing is because we have people who support us. Uh, I like to think of myself as a domestic missionary to the prisons and to people's listening devices. And so um, we survive on your, your generous gifts. So if you would like to support the ministry, go to messituppodcast.com and click on that Become a Patron uh, link and uh, you can do that for as little as one dollar a month. You can become a patron of the show and uh, get some cool swag. Uh, even if you don't want it, I send the swag out. Uh, I did not realize that there was a button that you could push that says, "Please don't send me swag." And I sent swag to a person. And they called me and said, "You weren't supposed to send the swag," but I love to send the swag. So, uh, so that's good. I, I love your support. Thank you to all of our patrons. And now I did that, listener Dan, in uh, under three and a half minutes. So. We are going to jump into the show here. And you may have heard the giggle earlier. Uh, it is uh, my favorite guest. Uh, today we've got listener Bev from California back again. Hi, everybody. It's and me again. It's her. Yep. And uh, we're just super glad to have you here with us uh, in our studio. Uh, I guess since it's your dining room table, you might as well 
uh, do it as well. The secret's out. Listener Bev from California and I got married 25 years ago. Yep, she's my wife. Yes. Uh, so what I wanted to talk today about on the show is uh, something that happens to us quite a bit as a couple and uh, I guess mainly to me, but because you're my beautiful wife, uh, it happens to you as well, which is kind of a drag. You just kind of get, you know, lumped in uh, because of your association with me and because of my, my past and the mistakes that I chose to make uh, back in, uh, in my past. Uh, those things still come up today and uh, sometimes people like to remind us and um, forgiveness is not as easily done as it is said sometimes and especially for uh, people to forgive a person who's done some of the things that I've done can be a very difficult thing. And uh, just this last week we, we went on a trip to go speak on behalf of someone uh, about forgiveness. Uh, one of uh, our inmates from our prison fellowship program um, has uh, had some things in his case that there's some new legal um, uh, options for him. And so uh, we were in the court on Wednesday last week to, to speak on his behalf and to ask people for forgiveness for things that he's done that were not nice, that were very bad. And um, yet still there were people who drove for hours to come and and speak on this person's behalf because they wanted to uh, to give them that opportunity for a fresh start, for a new life, and to to put that past uh, to bed. And with my past, sometimes people will will remind me of my past, and uh, that happened this week. Uh, someone decided to uh, to uh, be unhappy with my past and asked uh, questions on social media about me. Um, to uh, people, so it happens. And unfortunately, it's happened enough that it's not a surprise when it does. Um, but Bev, what, what is your reaction when, when we get word like that, 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 okay, it's happened again and someone is, is upset with your husband because of what he did? Well, obviously, it, it feels really bad. Um, but I do understand that I have the advantage of seeing the old Paul next to the new Paul. So I get that privilege of seeing uh, what God has changed you from and to. Um, and so I, I understand that not everybody gets the opportunity to see that. Right. Not everybody wants to see that. Um, some people don't even know that that's available. So, yeah. I, I mean, I understand it. People are going to be people. And I also do think that in our world today, we do like to qualify certain behaviors and certain sins into a category that's worse than other ones. And so for some people, they feel that there are certain sins that can never be forgiven. Sure. So, so I get that. And then, and based on their experience too, I mean, they may not have had the experience of coming across a person like you, who's made a complete turnaround from that person you used to be. So based on their personal experience, they might not be able to believe it because they haven't been shown that. Yeah. And it's, um, it's something that I always try to remind people because at this point, you know, when it does happen, um, it is 
it's like a, a punch in the gut sometimes. It really can be that that really just uh, are we doing this again? Really, can we not just be done uh, with with all of this stuff? And the, the short answer on that is no, we, we can't be done. And I tell people, part of my testimony says, that, you know, when you cut a finger off, the finger stays off. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't care. It doesn't grow back. You are, you know, Johnny Nine Fingers at that point. And, and so that's just part of it. But it, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel awesome to have someone say hateful things. But what I try to remind myself is that hurt people hurt people. Yes. And that... Whoever it was, and I always tell people when stuff comes out like this, I say, please don't tell me who it is. I don't want to know because as long as I don't know, I can tell myself that it was not this person. It was not, and, and it can be, it, it cannot be everybody. Um, and so then I don't have to be upset with anybody um, or feel uh, different about anybody. And, and so I just, I don't know what this person has gone through in their life, but because of the nature of my crimes, I know that that can be touch a really sensitive personal button for people who have experienced that and been on, on the victim side of my crimes. And that, that is not something that's easily um, dealt with, that uh, even if they've gone through uh, a step study and, and worked their steps, they, they might still have work to do on that. But if they haven't, if, if they don't even have Christ in their life, how is that person supposed to just look at me and say, okay, great, you've changed. Okay, right. yeah, your friends say you've changed. Okay, yeah, your family say, okay, yeah. Even your victims say, yeah, you've changed. You know, uh, I mean, in the book that I wrote, my victim uh, is one of the forewords in the book. Uh, I, I asked if they would write the foreword and they said, yeah. And they, it's because it's their story as well as my story, but it's also because They've seen the difference and, and that feels good to me. And, and that's, that's awesome. It, it, it brings up the thought of my mind is, um, you know, in the world of, of being a Christian, we, we have this language that we use and certain words that we use that make sense to us that maybe wouldn't make sense to the world. But one of those little phrases is that we're to love the sinner, but not the sin. And so I, I just would wonder that question, how do you do that? I mean, how can some people love the sinner and not love the sin? Because it doesn't seem easy. So how do you separate? Yeah, the, yeah. Sin? Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's difficult to do, certainly. Um, but I think about my own children and when they made mistakes and as they still make mistakes, it doesn't lessen my love for them. And, and because I love them, it's not saying what you did is okay, because it's not. And that's something that I'm, I try to be purposeful about when, when I apologize to someone, when someone says it's okay, I, I try to respond with, no, it's not okay. I accept your forgiveness, but it's not okay what I did because I wouldn't be forgiving if it was okay. I wouldn't, or asking, or I wouldn't be apologizing mm -hmm. if it wasn't okay. Um, so it's it's not that it's okay. And it's not that, that we condone someone's action, but but to still love that person. And, and you know, I've said it to people before, you know, I love you, but right now I don't like you. Right. And, 
Uh, and I know that people feel that way about me. And I know that there's listeners out there who have known me in the past and know me now and, and, and see the difference. And, and still, I mean, listener Bev, you can attest that you're not always just smiling and thinking, oh, gosh, there's Paul. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes I make mistakes or cause frustration. Or we all irritation. do. Yeah, it's, it's part, of the, part of the scenery. I guess, um, when we're human beings, that we're going to cause problems. But I want to go back to, to the court thing with, uh, with our, our student from, uh, from CR Inside and Prison Fellowship. What, what was your thoughts about that? Because you have not had as much dealing with this particular person, so you didn't get to go inside and, and, and testify on his behalf. But what... What were your thoughts about just the whole idea of that, of going to ask for a sentence reduction for a, an inmate? Boy, oh, I didn't know you were going to throw that question at me. Um, that, that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> can you come back to me in a minute? Let me, let me think about that just for What's a second. What's your, your gut reaction? I mean, Well, I mean, as I sat there and waited while different people were called into the courtroom to, you know, speak on his behalf, um, there was just this very organic, natural conversation about how these people had known him. And um, it didn't seem, I'm not going to say it didn't seem to matter what he did, but it mattered who he was, I guess, was really uh, the conversation was about that and about all the times this person had um, done good for them and with them and they had seen them doing good. And I, I guess the thing that crosses my mind is all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. So we're all in that corral. I mean, we're all in that audience. Um, and I would probably be in a whole lot of trouble if somebody was sitting around watching me 24-7 and they were sitting in a room talking about what they'd seen me do. Yeah. But um, it was a blessing to see people who, who wanted to give up their day to travel all those miles to be there to say, this person, I, well, I hate to use this term, but has done their time. They, they paid for... What, and, and are ready to be out and start doing good for the world instead of staying locked up forever. Right. And I know that there was some trepidation for you just going to the courthouse on that day. <laughs> sure. That, you know, you, you, can you talk about what you were feeling or what, what, why you were feeling that? Yes, I had really forgotten about that. I guess I'd push it to the back of my mind because it was such an uncomfortable feeling. Well, I'm not the kind of person who spent much time in a courtroom and so the only time I'd ever done that is when I was called in for jury duty and then when you were going through your issues. And so that was not a... First of all, it was terrifying because it's not familiar mm -hmm. to me. And I didn't understand all the jargon and, and the, the way the courts worked. So when you asked me if I wanted to go with you and go along, um, I said... You know, if there's an opportunity for me to go into the courtroom, I'm not going, as I just didn't want to be back in that setting again. It just felt like it was going to 
it be too hard for me. Right, right. Even though there was a possibility of a, a wonderful outcome, uh, it was yes. still the the memories of what that yes. was held in your yes. your mind and I guess probably just a visceral gut reaction I, as well. I think so because I was fighting myself saying, yeah. yeah, this could be good. This could really be good. And it's like, nope, yeah. nope, I'm and not I going there. I think that's probably what people think when they think about me is they have that gut reaction of, yeah, this is this is a horrible thing that you've done. This is not a good thing. And I don't want to forgive that. I don't want right. to forgive you. And especially if they have that in their own past because they don't want to, they, they haven't found the way to forgive that person who mistreated them. Well, you know, I, I, I think that this is related to this topic. I think that it is very difficult to understand a miracle. And when I look, when I read stories in the Bible, I've experienced miracles in my own family. But, you know, when I think about it, there is no rhyme or reason to them. They don't make sense to try to explain to somebody how amazingly wonderful they are. You just can't experience it unless you've actually seen it with your own eyes or touched it with your own hands. And I think that when God works in somebody's life the way God has in yours, it is nothing short of a miracle. And not because you deserved it, not because God found you special. It's just that God redeemed you. Um, and I just don't see how we can ignore that and look the other way. But to a person who doesn't really believe in that, that's not going to make sense to them, that a person can be restored even better to, to a better place than they were when they started out. Right. I mean, that doesn't make sense. And maybe yeah. it's because they don't want to believe it. Right. You know? And, 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 you know, when you say that, it makes me think about a song, and I'm, I'm just going to pull an audible mm -hmm. here because, you know what, it's my show and I can do that if I want to. <laughs> I'm going to throw it to our song of the week, which is from Third Day, and it's called I Need a Miracle. And uh, that jumped into my head when you started talking about that, so I thought that's going to be our song of the week this week. Uh, so here's a little bit of old school third day for you. Uh, if you don't like it, it's only 90 seconds. And if you do like it, go get some more third day. Uh, one of my all time favorite um, Christian bands here. So uh, enjoy this. I Need a Miracle. We'll be back on the other side of the break and see you in about 90 seconds to let you know our thoughts and to continue our conversation about what happens when the past comes back and knocks on your door.
so you're talking to a couple people here who just love them some Third Day. Yes. Uh, I remember yes. the first time we saw Third Day, they were the opening act for Newsboys at a Christian night at Knott's Berry Farm back in the 90s. And I was just like, wow, these guys are something. Yes. And uh, yeah, just really have enjoyed their music uh, down the years. So uh, what, what stands out for you on this song here, Bev? Well, I can safely say that the hardest times that I've gone through were the times in those days when we didn't know what our future was going to look like. And um, so thinking back on that, I, I look at the lines here that say, well, no matter who you are and no matter what you've done, there will come a time when you can't make it on your own. And in your hour of desperation, know you're not the only one praying, Lord above, I need a miracle. Um, I remember feeling so alone. And I think that's one of the things that I love about Celebrate Recovery is week after week when we uh, meet people, especially new people coming in, I hear that so much. Like, I feel like I'm the only one. I feel like I'm alone. I feel like nobody else will understand. And everybody there understands mm -hmm. and um, embraces those people. Um, so anyway, I, I, I think that the enemy uses that in my life to uh, isolate me, thinking I'm the only one. And so that line right there reminds me that it doesn't matter and that God doesn't have a limitation to how many times he'll forgive you. It, it just, you're never beyond his reach. Right, right. And just to be clear, your pain does matter. Oh, Your yes. Your struggle does matter. Oh, absolutely. But, but God will still be yes. there. Yes, yes. And the, I, the same line jumped out to me. And mm -hmm. I, I remember before I got uh, arrested, I was wanting to uh, step out of the classroom and into the pulpit. And so I was going and taking seminary classes at night. And everybody seemed to have this story. You know, I'd hear pastors and they always had a story. Like, you know, they were you know, sitting on a bar stool, passed out with their face in a puddle of beer and, and they found Christ and, and their life was changed. And I thought to myself, I don't have a story. And if you are a person that thinks like, I, I don't need a miracle. This, this, this song doesn't relate to me. I just have one word for you and that's yet. And if you think, well, I, I'll never need a miracle. And I think, yeah, yet. And that's where I was. I didn't have a story yet. And now I've got a story that people like to remind me of. I don't even have to tell my story to them. They'll they'll tell my story to me uh, with all the salacious details. And, you know, we all at some point are going to need a miracle in our life. And that miracle is is Jesus. And and he comes through. He, he comes through for me. Now, that, that doesn't mean that he's going to break the rules that were set in place. If I throw myself off a building and then I'm going down, it's like, well, Jesus saved oh, me. Oh, no. You know, that doesn't mean he's going to be no. like, you know what, I'm going to stop gravity for this one right. fool. It's like, no, I, you were up there and, you know, he'll usher me into heaven, but but I'm, I'm guessing he probably won't stop gravity just for me because I made a bad decision. And we always have those consequences. And I have those consequences for the things I did 20 years ago. I, I still, you know, not every day uh, in, in dramatic ways, but, but I still pay those prices and, and uh, deal with those consequences um, because that's the way it works. That's just how it works. Uh, Andrew, who was on the show, Andrew Mangan uh, uh, from, uh, from Ireland, was on the show this uh, spring. 
uh, he'll talk about soccer. He'll say, this guy's, you know, 23 and he'll be turning 24 because that's how it works. Well, we do things and then there's consequences because that's how it works. And, and it doesn't do me a lick of good to just sit around and cry about it or whine about it or mope about it or because it is what it is. Yes. Um, you know, we're, we're using that word miracle. It, it popped up so many times. Um, here's our miracle, Paul, I think, for you and me. Okay. And that is that I feel like God built you to be a teacher. I really do. It's right. just always okay. been part of who you are and, and what you do so well. And God has completely used your past and your failures to qualify you and equip you for the ministry that you're doing now. Yes. Both in celebrate recovery and in the prison. I mean, there there's not one other thing that would have driven us both to serve in ministry at the prison. I, I can't ever see myself doing that if it was not for that. And and the miracle is like he's changed your heart, he's changed my heart. He's given us new eyes. He he's given us new experiences. He's given us hope. Um, and it's just perfect. And, and you even said it yourself. You said one time you felt like, you know, God built you to be a teacher and you messed that all up. But now God has, you know, brought that back around again where you still get to be a teacher yeah. and even more. Yeah. He didn't you know? say, oh, fooey. Paul yeah, messed up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we... We get to my, the worst thing in my life, the hardest part of my life is the most powerful tool I have yes. in ministry. And my most effective weapon against the enemy is the thing that he set up for me to do me the most harm Yes, is now what makes it so I can do good. Right. Uh, and, and I love that. And that's, like you said, that's the miracle. That's the miracle that God gave me, that God gave us, is um, the lack of fear. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody asked me today, mm -hmm. you know, how do you, why do you, you know, you tell your story. Why do you tell your story? And, and then when it comes back to, to bite you like that, it doesn't come back to, it tries to come back and bite me, but it doesn't because... I know what it is. I know yes. what it's going to try to do, and um, it, it's not going to get me. Um, somebody this week tried to make my life miserable, and uh, we have a new pastor at the church, and I was so thankful that the first time I met the pastor, that was what I told him. I was like, look, here's what you need to know about me. If you come to this church, you're going to be dealing with my baggage, and here's my baggage. And I just laid it out on the table for him, and so when that happened today and I was told about this, I, I, I called him up. He said, oh, yeah, we know about that. No big deal. And we know you're changed. We know that's not you. Mm -hmm. And uh, are we still going to lunch on Wednesday? You know, <laughs> uh, and, and that was just a joy to hear uh, because it's that way. And I know that uh, there are people, well, there are a lot of people who have been on this show who could have very well disliked me and, and had nothing to do with me, but have chosen to love me. You know, uh, biker chick, uh, 
could have really hated my guts, but chose to do a show for over a year with yes. us here. Uh, pastor Dan, yes. uh, you know, is a youth pastor. And he's got a guy like me as a, as a close friend. Um, uh, Faith, you know, his wife, you know, she... She is the mom of four kids, and she mm-hmm. is not worried about yeah. me spending time with them. Yeah. Pastor, Pastor Heather. Heather, Pastor Heather hated my guts <laughs> when she first heard about me. She did not think I was awesome, and now she'd punch a fool in the throat if they <laughs> uh, if they come at me. Uh, so it's just you know God does those miracles. God provides, and yes, when people say mean things. It, it doesn't always feel good. No. I mean, I don't listen to every word I, not, because I mean, sometimes I just, you know, I consider a source or I, I, you know, so I can't let that get to me. But sometimes it will. And the closer a person is to you, the more their words are going to have impact. You know, if, if one of those people I just listed called me and said, hey, I think you're a dirty, rotten scoundrel and I don't want to see your face again, that would hurt. But there are people who have told me that that were very close to me. And when I, you know, wrote my letters of confession to all my friends, more than half of them have never spoken to me since. And it's been 20 years. And, and so, yeah, it can be hurtful and, and, and painful. And sometimes it can push the water up closer to my head uh, and make it feel like I'm drowning instead of waiting. Yes. And, but I know that that's just a wave. And I try to remind myself that that wave will crash and it will go on and I just weather the storm and there might be wind, there might be lightning, there might be scary sounds and the water might rise and the roof might come off the house, <laughs> but God's got me Yeah. and uh, he's got me right in his hand and is going to take care of me. And, you know, I only have to go to the beginning of my book and look at my victim who wrote such beautiful words about mm-hmm. me and know that I won't change everyone's mind. No. But there are enough people that I've have seen, I haven't changed their mind, but have changed their mind about me to make it all worth it, to make it okay. Yeah, you know, I think all of us bump up against this at some point in our life where our past is either going to chain us or it's going to teach us. It's going to be one or the other. And... And I'm sure that I've had moments in my life and people that I've met that I've judged harshly um, that didn't deserve that. And, you know, I may or may not, I, I may have done one of two things, either missed a blessing by counting them out and not becoming closer to them, or I've given them a chance and found out that there was something really worth, uh, you know, worth that for and that I was wrong. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, it, but I would sure love it if we could see people through the eyes of Christ. And um, he really did have that amazing capacity to love everyone. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I just would love to be more like that. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that you can uh, take from this show uh, the, the mess, uh, the message out of the mess is, is to go in and find that person, you know, work that fourth step work that inventory and find those people that you need to forgive that that you need to make amends to that you need to heal with um and that doesn't mean because you make amends that you're now best friends oh no or that you have to spend time with them no but it means you don't have to spend time with that hurt 
and you can get rid of that hurt. Um, yes. So I would encourage you to do that. Um, you look like you're about to say I, I something. Was, I was thinking, too, the other part of that is that we, you and me, um, we need to be cautious that when we hear those kinds of stories where somebody uh, is anti-Paul, that we don't hate them. Oh, yeah. You know, that we don't, because that's, that's a challenge for us, too, to make sure that we're walking the right path, that um, we don't return that evil, right? you know. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's, it's we, we, we need to be about the business of love. We do. Absolutely. We really do. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to be about the business of love, go ahead and, and show someone some kindness this week and uh, let them know that uh, Bowtie Guy said you were supposed to. Um, or let them know that Jesus said you were supposed to because uh, he told us to love love others and love God. Uh, so uh, do that. Uh, please consider uh, becoming a patron on our, uh, our Patreon page uh, by clicking that Become a Patron button on our website, which is messituppodcast.com. Just click the button to become a patron. Uh, check out the book if you haven't yet. If you become a patron, you get a free copy of the book in your... Uh, uh, format of your choice, but the book is out there on Apple Books. You can get a paperback copy uh, if you go to Amazon.com. You can also get it on your Kindle uh, through Amazon as well. It's called Still in Beta, and uh, love to have you uh, read it and, and share and, and just see um, how things can be different. I always tell people if you read half my book, you'll hate me, but if you read all my book, you'll love God. And so that's what we're trying to do is get people to love God. Uh, so uh, please follow us on all the social media things. Pastor Dan, uh, in, in Portland there, it's been good having you on. Uh, and uh, I hope that we didn't go overboard on the plugs of stuff this week. Um, just a little shameless plug. Uh, if you want some fun watching, go on YouTube and find Paxton Pantry oh, yes. on YouTube. It is a real hoot. Uh, you'll get some good food out of it and some, uh, some laughs as well. So I really am glad that uh, you were here to join us. We'll be back next week with another mess that uh, we can hopefully turn into a message. And uh, I guess there's nothing else to say, but until then, we'll see you next time sure. we mess it up. Thank you. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Yeah.